thank you for tuning in to the Restaurant Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, TK. Today's episode is about creating the perfect orientation experience to increase your retention and to really get those good high-performing players on your team from the very start. We live in a world now where half of the interviews show up, half of them even begin work on first day, and we can blame each other, we can blame the industry, we can blame COVID, but we are evolved leaders and evolved leaders take responsibility. So that's what this episode's about. Stay tuned. Lots of great stuff, y'all. Enjoy. Hey, y'all. Creating the perfect experience. It's not a hard task to do, but it does take a few key things. One of those is the most important, which is preparation. Number two is the focus on the culture that you want to portray of your team. And number three is the order that you want to do it in. So an employee's life cycle begins with the very first phone call to set up an interview right they've applied they've expressed interest nowadays you know it's not so much of which resume is the best in this industry it's more of which one is going to show up right and with jobs available left and right uh, employees are looking at their best option and if you're not their best option they're not gonna go with you we live in a world now where workers can choose they don't have to be forced to stay at a dead-end job if they don't like it and you know this is a cultural revolution in my opinion I think this is a big shift in American society and we've got to be able to stay ahead of that how do we do that how do we stay ahead of that you become the employer of choice that is the only answer. Now you may ask, how do I become the employer of choice? And I think the first question that you've got to ask yourself is what is an employer of choice? Think about your own personal perspective. If you were an employee looking for another serving job or you know, maybe you're fast casual when you do drive through, right? Maybe you're looking for another drive through job. Would you go to company A, which offers, you know, $12 an hour, part-time, benefits when you get full-time, but there's no advancement. The, uh, the first interaction you had with that manager was a text saying, hey, can you come in for an interview? You know, there's just no excitement. There's no energy around it. There, it's not an event. And that's what you have to do. You have to create this experience. You have to create this event in someone's life. Create that core memory. And you do that by being different. Now look at Company B. Company B pays the same. They pay $12 an hour. They do have full and part-time positions available. Benefits as well. So, you know, very similar to Company A. The only difference is Company B's manager reached out with a phone call, introduced themselves. Hey, I'm Tyler. I'm with such and such. Hey, I came across your application. Looks really good. I'd love to talk with you in person, though. So do you have time sometime this week for an interview? Uh, shoot me a, f a few good times for you. And, you know, they're going to say, oh, maybe Friday at 2. Friday at 2, great. Hey, Michael, I'm going to go ahead and uh, put you down here. I just sent you a calendar invite. It's, it's on my calendar now. Just come into the restaurant. Ask for me, Tyler, and we'll be able to take care of you, bud. Um, hey, I look forward to meeting you. Have a beautiful rest of your week. Boom. 
See the difference between that? It takes five minutes. The difference, the difference between that and a cold text message, there's no excitement. There's no event. <clears throat> By calling them, you just created an event. You began creating the perfect experience. Now, if you don't hire this person, that's fine. What's going to happen is they're going to go on with their lives and you know, a few years down the road when they have children who maybe want to get their first job, they may remember your interaction and how nice you were. Even if you're not at that restaurant concept anymore, they have immediately branded your warm, welcoming phone call with your brand, with your company. So it starts from the start. <laughs> I think that's going to be the motto of this episode. It starts from the start. And... So you've got the interview scheduled. You call them with a warm welcome. Um, sometimes if you can't get a hold of them, you know, maybe shoot them a text and ask if you could do a quick phone call. Um, usually people are in the middle of something in the, in the middle of the day, so maybe there's a time best that you can call them. And it's a simple, hey, I'm Tyler with such and such, came across your application. Uh, I'd love to try to give you a call, but I'd love to really talk to you for a quick second. Um, do you have time this afternoon for me to call? And, you know, it's not going to take any longer than two or three minutes. And that's it. And most time they're going to respond and give you a time, and then you call and do the same thing. So the day of the interview, you want to be prepared. You want to already know what's on their resume, what their work history is. Go ahead and have a few questions written down. Um, I'll do an episode uh, in February about interviews, but... What's really important here is that you give them a call or a text the day of. And it can be a simple, hey, Michael, this is Tyler. I just want to check and make sure you're still good for this afternoon. Man, me and my team are really excited to meet you. Um, you've got, again, a really great resume. I'm looking forward to seeing if we can get you on our team or not. And um, same thing with text. You can translate that to text and make the same thing. But what's important here is you do reach out. One, you're confirming that they'll show up. This will reduce the amount of no-shows that you have. Two, it's going to show that you really do truly care about that person because one, um, even though you have the name in front of them, just saying their name is going to make them a little more familiar. That's going to be the second touch point that you've had with them since they've begun their crew member life cycle, which again, it starts from the start. It starts as soon as they hit submit application. After that, when they come in, and here's why I say I want to get two touch points is because when they come in, that'll be the third time that they're engaging with you. By the third engagement with a stranger, your defenses start coming down. You become a little more comfortable with that person. And you're more apt to just be yourself. And just a quick thing into interviews. When I do an interview, I interview for personality. Skill, of course, is important in certain jobs. But when you're talking about entry level, crew member position, Personality to me is way more important than somebody who's been in a drive through for 20 years. There's a reason they've been in a drive through position for 20 years, too. Remember, that's a whole other irrelevant story. But conduct the interview. Ask really interesting questions. Stay away from the cliche interviews that, that still happen today, which blow my mind. Um, ask who they are as a person. Now, of course, stay within the legal guidelines. You can't ask about family you literally can't ask if they have a car you have to ask if they have reliable transportation i mean you can google this and find all the information you need um, 
about what you can and can't ask in interviews, but try to make it fun. Again, you're creating a core experience. You're creating an event that this person's going to take with them. And if you have an amazing, amazing just experience and they go to another interview and it doesn't match up, in their minds, you're immediately on a pedestal. So again, even if you don't hire that person, you could be creating a customer. There's always the other side of it. Not everybody is going to be a great fit for your team. And that was something that I find most kind-hearted managers have struggled with is they want to give everybody a chance. And unfortunately, you can't do that. You've got to find the right person. You've got to find the right people that will click with the rest of your team. So let's say you hire this rock star. You created their perfect interview experience. They're really excited for the job. Um, the interview went really well. When it comes time to offer them a job, always in the interview, always in the interview saying, we've got a few more interviews on slot for today. You did a really great job, but I do have to give the other guys a chance. And we've got to find the best, absolute best pick for our team. So I appreciate your time. You'll hear from me by the end of the day. That's it. One, you've created this exclusive team just by saying that you have more interviews, you need to find the right person, even if you know you're going to hire them. Number two, when you call them, call them a few hours later. Let it stew in their brain how awesome of an experience that was, and then start they start building this excitement inside of themselves. Now, if you're gonna not going to hire them, don't, you know, make, make sure to, I would still say we'll give you a call at the end of the day, and I would give them a call and let them know that, you know, they just weren't the right fit. But create that excitement. Give them time to think about it. Give them a call a few hours later and say, you know, Michael, man, we went through a lot of interviews. I still liked you the best, and I think you're going to do a really great job fitting in with the team here fitting in with our cultures and our values, and I see you going far. So I'd like to offer you the job. I went ahead and emailed you the job offer. So remember, email them the job offer while you, whenever you push send on that email, it's when you need to call them. So that way it dings in their mailbox by about the time you say this. You should have just got the job offer in your email. If you want to review it real quick, that'd be great. But here's a couple of touch points, man. I'd like to hire you on as a drive through uh, crew member, you're going to start out at this. In about 30 days, we're going to have a performance review. In 60 days, we're going to have this. And I just need to know, when can you start? And they give you a start date. It's either going to be immediately or, you know, they have to put in a two-week notice at the other job they have. Um, put that on your calendar. And now you've begun the next phase of creating the perfect experience for a potential employee. So they've accepted the job. They said they can start in a week. Great. In this week span, you need to, one, get a uniform ready for them. Two, you need to get a little fun little goodie bag. I try not to spend more than $5. And it's a simple, you know, a couple pieces of actual candy bar size candy. Uh, maybe a few pins, some things they'll need for their job. And then maybe a water bottle with our logo on it. You want this whole welcome package. And you want to get this done a few days in advance. So that way you don't have to scramble the day of. Again, remember, rule number one in creating the perfect experience is being prepared. Being prepared 
in this is key. Why is it key? Again, it's creating this experience. And by creating the experience, you create this perspective that this employee has on their job, on you, on the brand, and the company. It starts. So whenever somebody gets hired and they start their first day during orientation, and they come in and you have their employee clock-in number ready. You have their uniform folded neatly. You have a little goodie bag. You have a handwritten welcome card that's signed by all the crew. Do this. Make them feel a part of the family. It's as if you gained a new family member because you will be spending more hours in your day with this person than you likely do your own family. And if you tell me that I'm wrong, I will challenge you to that. Been in this industry a long time. I know how it goes. I've seen some of my employees more than I've seen my own mother in my adult life. I mean, it just it is what it is. So make sure that this person is right for you. You 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 feel comfortable talking to them. You can hold conversations. You see potential. And when they come on board during their first day, again, you're still creating this event. You're creating this core memory. You're creating this experience. Don't be and don't have a boring attitude about your orientation. It needs to be a big deal. Yes, it's watching videos, going over policies, but use that time to create excitement. Come to the orientation with excitement in your tone. So even when you're going over the mundane things like sexual harassment policies, things like that, make it have an exciting tone. I mean, you can even say, hey, this is going to be a little bit of a serious topic, so pay attention. Hey, you know, we really don't tolerate this kind of thing here. It's, you know, you want to make it comfortable, exciting, and you want to create that different experience than what they've had in their head. Because on the drive to work, especially during the first day, a million things are going through their head. Man, what's it going to be like? What's my new boss going to be like? What's my new employee or my new coworker is going to be like? Am I going to be able to adjust the job? I mean, they're thinking about a million things. Whenever you come on board excited, determined, and just genuinely happy that they're there, they're going to feel that. And then their worries are going to go away. And again, you're creating another positive experience. And that's what you want. You want to create positive experience, positive experience, positive experience, one after another. Because the restaurant industry is tough. They're going to get days where they just don't want to come in. But what you want to do is you want to create those positive experiences so early on. It's just like a child in infancy and and whenever they're toddlers. You want to create these positive experiences because this is going to shape them for the rest of their lives. Just like your employees, when you create positive experience, positive experience such early in their life cycle, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years down the road, they're still with you. And you wonder why? Because you set forth that image at the start of their career with you and it's shaped them. And then they start teaching that to other new employees as they come on board as well. And then they start getting that culture. It becomes a part of your team is that positivity. So recap, it starts from the start. As soon as they hit apply, as soon as your first interaction with them, your first phone call, Creating that brand experience of that crew member's life cycle, it starts there. And remember, be prepared. Do not put this off until the last minute. You're going to fail. It's not going to be this perfect perspective that you're trying to create. 
be prepared, y'all. That's all I got. So remember, it's not the same world that we live in, y'all. Thank you again for listening. Become an evolved leader. Become better than those that lead with fear, lead with negativity. This is the new age. This is the new workforce. We have to adjust. We have to adapt. And we have to evolve our ways and bring the restaurant industry back to glory. Have a great one, y'all. And that's all the time we've got for today, folks. Thank you again for listening to the Restaurant Leadership Podcast. Here we try to create high-performing operators. We build high-performing teams. And we do our best to give you the best foot, the best leg in this restaurant industry. Hey, if you'd like to be a part of this podcast or if you have any tips or you just want to uh, talk to me, you can email me at tylerk at gmail.com. That's T-H-A-I-L-U-R-K at gmail.com. See you guys next time. Bye-bye. Thank you.